Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Hi, Rigo. Welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. Thank you. So today I am joined by Rigoberto Delgado, who is with the National Immigrant Farming Initiative. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Who do you guys serve and what are some of the really great facets of your program? We started this back in 2000. It's part of the Heifer International. So in a way, we have the same or similar methodology. And the way it works is that we get our farmers together and then try to make them group they work as a group and once we have the group they can name it and they put their name we facilitate the process and then uh, get on to have their bylaws and once they have their bylaws and their name they feel that some of them have never been in a group before for this time they get to know each other and they exchange uh, equipment and knowledge also. So there are many things that come as a consequence of that. And in the process, as I explained it, we are trying to make them do better than they were used to. And we have accomplished that. And so far as they, through our field coordinators, there are three of them, and they do a great job and we supervise them uh, but there in most cases there's no need for it they do their job they provide technical assistance and answer the questions that our farmers as a group have and they have regular meetings with them where they provide that but the main essence is that that every one of them will begin uh, doing his own plan and once they do that they're facilitated by the field coordinators and supervised by our director or she she's my second on board and we're answering the questions that the field coordinators have related to the farmers and that's the way we work in essence we have and that's how we have so, so much groups, so, so many groups. Yeah, how many groups do you guys have? We have five in what state is it? Uh, the one that is in the tail of the U.S. on the east side. Oh, te- in Texas? No, not in Texas. Well, in Texas, we also have several bodies. This one is, I kind of lost the name of it. We have five of them in the in the north, Apopka is the capital of the of the state, and also in the central part and in the west part of it. And that's where the skating is next to it in the south. They have the greater show that skating, and I like to to skate in the water also. So I enjoyed being there, supervising our vectors and our field coordinators. And also we have one in Michigan, in Kalamazoo. And so we we used to have one in Washington State, but we only are receiving the, the grant from them. It's a $30,000 $30, grant to 
just uh, set aside one group in New Mexico, and that's in Chaparral, New Mexico, which is not far from our office, and that's the only income that we have. Well, we have one other with uh, beginning farmers, and, and that's a, a bigger one. And we'll, we're doing that also according to the, what their regulations are. And so uh, I don't know if that answers your question. We have five in Texas and another six in New Mexico. Oh, that's great. I think it is. At least we're doing our job as as far as, uh, as we're concerned. And uh, and I I supervise them. And I am the field coordinator, coordinators. When they have presentations, they have demonstrations. I I encourage them to invite us and to and we participate also in their event. So I don't know if this answers the whole question or. Or is it part of it that I did complete it? No, this is this is good. So you guys, you're located around the country where you're you're working with farmers, and then you have the field coordinators that actually work with the farmers. You offer field days, so that's really that's really cool that you guys are a national organization. And you alluded to you got some grant money from USDA. So can you tell me a little bit about the project that you had funded? What programming? or events or whatever it is that you've offered as a result of getting your grant funding? What have you been able to do for beginning farmers? Yes. We also have like a a pilot project. It is a school district and it's called uh, Canatillo. Canatillo? Yeah, that's a district that says, hey, can you help us improve the cafeteria? you're in the school lunches right in a way it's only that and that's our pilot project other the others are according to what their needs are and we kind of pretend to have every one of them do their project and and also keep track of it by doing their plans so planning is another top project that, that is done in all the groups uh, through the uh, field coordinators. So the field coordinators help the farmers learn how to grow a crop, but they also help them create a, a business plan? Yeah, and in this case, that we're assuming for the first time the project pilot in Canutillo. It's, uh, they're teaching the, a group of students that are graduating from high school that come and do their vegetables. They have uh, constructed a greenhouse and they're uh, already producing whatever they eat in their cafeteria. So they gave us the elements to work and we put the labor in so that we could do whatever it was needed. So the kids know how. Now, there are the possibilities because we have a relationship with the University of New Mexico that if some of them want to pursue the agricultural and become knowledgeable on it and do better and be uh, agronomists. And if they want to do so, whether it's a lady or a boy, they are open to that. And we facilitate that process through our friends in the university. 
So in this school district, they, they approached you and you started this pilot program. The students are actually growing their own food that's going to go into the cafeteria and you've, you've set them up using money from your grant. So they're getting training on, on how to farm while they're still in high school. And then if they're interested in pursuing a career in agriculture, you guys have a relationship with New Mexico State or University of New Mexico. And then there's an opportunity for students to to further their studies and continue to build on the skill set that they've already learned. Yes. So that keeps us busy, as, as you probably guessed. And, yes. and so do you have any other questions? Yeah. How many students have been a part of this program and have any taken you up on this offer to pursue further studies at the university? 38 students as their own responsibility. When they graduate, they have an, an additional thing to do, either in in their backyard, if they if needed, or whatever they want to process and extend the, the knowledge that they have. And then we work with the, with the other group that comes in to replace those guys. And so we usually go on and on now is uh, I know that this pilot project is gonna develop uh, other projects in similar uh, school districts, but we don't have enough resources to do it. So we only did it because they were providing the materials and we were providing the know-how. It's it's a neat idea. I think it was. I've done a fair amount of these interviews at this point. You're the first one that's talking really about we got into a school and started teaching beginning farmers. And then you also were able to provide access to fresh food too, right? It's a wonderful opportunity for young people. And that's the, the project that we have as, the, as pilot project. And also, in a way, we sign a contract with them, but... It doesn't pass uh, away with the uh, groups that we already have in part of the nation or in the nation the, the sphere, right? So, yeah, that's, that's the way we're doing it. We also provide the uh, field coordinators with material, like we have uh, videos that reflect the uh, recommendations themselves, but the field coordinator will follow up on demonstrations, for instance, or in classes on their on on their meetings. So that's that's the way we work and and yet that's why we have so many groups across the country and especially in New Mexico and Texas. Well, that makes a lot of sense too, right? Because there's a, a large Latino population there, and that's primarily who you're you're targeting. Do Do you have any stories about somebody who was involved with your program and they they worked with the field coordinator? They made they learned how to farm, grow crops, and now they're doing it on their own. Yeah, we started with some of them back in when we were part of the Heifer International and we provided animals in a small plot that this farmer had. And then he was able to buy the other side of the of the guy that passed away, the owner, 
and she is done wonderful. And she always comes to the meetings and is part of the one group. Uh, and so he's a good example of what we're doing. And he's not the only one. Some of them has emerged of the same group into bringing into account the pomegranates. And pomegranates, he has uh, kind of spread the word out, sold the spread uh, pomegranates when they're small. And so they were able to fix their own their own exploitation of pomegranates for one. So he's the second one. And also, so if you want to visit and visit with them, you're more welcome to do so. And to visit any of the groups that we have. Thank you. That, well, thank you for that invitation. That actually was one of my next questions. How does a beginning farmer engage with your program? So join a group, reach out to one of the, reach out to the pomegranate farmer. But um, but how else? Who is this all available to? How do they learn how to get involved? How do they get involved? Okay, we usually bring about the conferences with heads of the of the Department of the U.S. locally, like in this case. The farmer service agency, the director will come and say what's available for them, what programs they have, and then the one in resources, natural resources, comes and follows through, and then we kind of develop uh, the belonging of it. So they, and that's how we capture the attention of the farmers. And once we have that, then we tell them, why don't you initiate a group? And that's how we begin to, according to the ones that are in the same area, can become a group. So you attend a conference, and if you attend a conference, you might be able to to find a group or make a group, a little like class or cohort of other yes. individuals that are interested, and then one of your field coordinators would work with those folks. Yeah, we, we usually do it with... Uh, the participation of the FSA in the in the locality, and we have done the same thing with uh, Michigan State, and with also the state that I keep forgetting. Let me get the map so I can look on the state name. Florida, Florida. Is oh, Florida. One. Okay, yes, in Florida. Yeah, we, we got five in Florida. Very good. And it sounds like you're working with other local organizations, FSA, the universities, to identify yeah. potential participants. And think that's really smart, too, because oftentimes FSA, Farm Service Agency, or Extension, they have a really good idea of what's going on in the area, who might be a beginning farmer looking for some of these resources. So it really sounds like you're checking all the boxes in terms of trying to find the right people for your programming. Right. In those days, we found something because the groups got together. Before, we didn't have any any group at all. But they came together and they told that they were mistreated by the desk uh, staff that the FSA had in, in that area, in the southern state. And so... And they told that in front of the director. And he said, I'm going to tell my staff to pay attention to you and don't be rude about it. And secondly, if you have any problems, 
bring them to me immediately. And so here's my bunch of cards and you can have them and come to me because wow. I, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to have my staff doing what, what you don't want to. So in both cases, let me know. And so he was not aware that they were mistreating the farmers. And so they made that argument and he responded to it. So we were glad to do it. And since then, we have kept a group in, in, um, in the southern part of Florida. Thanks to that, out of that group, we, we got the, the essence of them and, and the ones that wanted to work with us. And so we have like another 20 or so farmers in that area. Well, we have other groups in, in the central and northern part of the state, and we also keep ourselves busy. It sounds that way, but so out of this difficult situation where, you know, people didn't like how they were being treated, the, the director really took initiative and it sounds like partnered with you and your groups to say, hey, no, we're going to do a good job. We're going to write this. And it's actually turned into a really good relationship for you. Am I understanding that correctly? It, it, it is precisely so, precisely so. And so we haven't had any other problems after that, other than they just uh, apologize for doing that, but it was necessary. Sure. And it sounds like because of that, you were able to address things, but also form a stronger relationship and that that's been helpful um, to your group. So what's going to be next for your program? We'll keep uh, working on till everybody has uh, a plan because the, all the essence of it comes into a plan that they themselves have written, and we want to supervise that. And in based on that, we're going to evaluate the field coordinator. And if we're doing our job, we want to get those plans together. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Continue to work on building business plans with your participants so that they can go out and do the work, the farming yes. that they want to do. That's great. Well, thank you for, for joining me today and taking time out of your schedule. I really enjoyed learning more about the work that, that you're doing with a community that's underserved, but certainly has great capabilities. Yes. Well, thank you very much. And I sure appreciate your comments also. And I'm glad to be part of the American Rescue Plan technical assistance uh, investment that we have and sign and, and send to, to your group. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers podcast. This episode was hosted by Betty Burning, produced by Curtis Monken and Jeff Reisdorfer. Listen and subscribe to the Farm Answers podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major streaming platforms. Tell your smart device to play the Farm Answers podcast. To learn more about this USDA NIFA BFRDP project and other projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture, and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota. 